Hey everyone, Paul Preston here from the Movie Guys. Very happy to be here at the Hired Gun uh, premiere and press junket with Liberty DeVito and Russell Javers from the legendary touring and recording band with Billy Joel and Chris Johnson currently playing with Rihanna, am I right? Not currently, used to. Used to? Yeah. We got a lot of used to going on at the stage. Now he's uh, Lady Gaga. Lady yeah. Gaga. Oh, Lady Gaga, okay. Yes. Well, let me uh, ask this. People are going to hear this is a documentary about uh, musicians, and I don't want people to think you're going to see penguins migrating or anything. This movie's going to rock, right? Uh, it's basically about uh, the guys behind the scenes, the guys uh, that are not the artists, but uh, they're supporting the artists for a, uh, a wage that is negotiated, some a lot, some not so much. Uh, with these guys, um, just speaking for them, uh, they were in a band. So I'm sure they their situation was a lot different than uh, guys like mine when it's like, okay, this is what it is, this is how long we're going out, you in or you out. You know, but never was a part of the songwriting process with any artist, was never a session guy, uh, only worked for hire on tours, live performances and stuff like that. But their stories are much better than mine, I tell you. <laughs> well, we weren't really part of the songwriting well, we didn't write the songs, but we were certainly a part of the process. Uh, you know, they would, he'd come into the studio, Billy would come into the studio with a with an idea or a German, and, and between us and the producer, we were integral parts of making those records come to life. So, uh, as I'm sure with, with, with anybody that, that, that plays on a session, I guess the different component is, is that when you're in band, you bring a little something extra to the proceedings, there's a, already a built-in chemistry, there's a respect where, you know, I'd be just as happy to lay out and, and set up somebody for a fill. You know, you're looking at the record, you're not looking at me, and how great do I have to play to be on the next one? We were a band, so it's, maybe it's a different dynamic when you look at it that way. I think the movie shows the difference between the guy who signed the record deal and assigned to the label, and the guys who actually are getting paid by the guy who signed the record deal. So we're, the, we're those guys. The hired guns are the guys that uh, are getting paid from the artist and don't have the deal with the record company. That's better. I drifted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that there, I, I saw a film called The Wrecking Crew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danny, yeah. We talked to Denny Tedesco on our show, and his dad was part of that, that group. Yeah, and they played on Pet Sounds, and they were like a... They were a, a unit of sorts. Yeah. Now, Chris, do you feel that you have a, a, a tribe of sorts, or you just bounce from gig to gig, and you don't have to, you don't, do you not have time to get a group of people together? Because the Billy Joel band, obviously, that for many years they, they were tight, and you say you feel like kind of a like you like you roamed the countryside looking for a home. When I came around, it was more off of referrals. Um, I worked with the artist, like I got my break with Maya first. Well, actually, it was with the gospel artist, and um, you know a lot of music directors and songwriters, they look for guys in church. So they'll come to the church services and check out like the worship, you know, uh, the praise and worship experience and then when the choir sings and you know, it's, it's, it's more or less featuring the band in like a, a predominantly black church in the culture. So they would come and then a guy came and asked me, he was like, hey man, you ever, you know, play drums for any professional? I'm like, no, I'll just hear in church and then you know, it started from there. You kind of keep your reputation good. And then they'll, oh, yeah, we got to call him. You know, just like uh, Kenny Aronoff was saying, you got to call him. You know, if you get a referral, that's almost better than you saying that I'm, I'm qualified to do this job, you know. So 
it was just referral after referral and knowing people and you know auditioning and getting your face out there. I'm I'm born and raised in L.A. so I uh, I was a part of like a lot of audition cattle calls, like hundreds of drummers, you know, and musicians in one place and all in one room. It's like oh no, next uh, that was cool. Next, I'm like all right, take his number down. Next, you know, it's like one of those. So it's process of doing all of that plus you know referrals and all of that. I, yeah, that's. It, it, you could never get any, you know, pieces of one band together and say, all right, look, guys, in this day, look, we're going to make some music, we're going to take a chance and do this. And like, well, we can do that because I got dates with whoever, whoever. Yeah, I'm not available this day to that or whatever. So it, the story was much different, you know, today than, it, than, than what it was as far as a band is concerned. Do you have a, a favorite performance live and, and or a favorite studio cut that you have been involved in that, uh, that we all know and love, but perhaps didn't know you were a part of it? Me? Yeah, either, all three of oh. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on 11 Billy Joel albums, so um, there's a couple I really like. <laughs> there's a couple I don't like. I don't like. I tell you, I don't like my life. So my life, I don't like that one. I don't know it was a buddy's theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they didn't use our track. They they redid it again so they wouldn't have to pay oh, the master. Wow. Um, Good lord. Yeah. I smell a sequel to the movie. Exactly. More story. There are too many stories. There's too many stories. Too yeah. Stories. But I, I liked, you know, like Angry Young Man and um, uh, Good Night Saigon was a great one, you know, to play. And it, It's interesting you should say that because that seems like the drumming on that is not showing off by any means. No, I am not a show-off. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I tried to develop my own style by... Um, I, I, I never took lessons, so I don't read music or anything like that. And um, so when I would try to copy something off a record, I would get what I thought I, the guy on the record was playing, but I played it totally wrong, which developed my own style. And I don't play double bass drum because everybody else plays double bass drum because after I heard two songs, I heard um, uh, Parchment Farm by Cactus, and Carmine Apiece played double bass drum on that, and Hot for Teacher with Van Halen, and Alex Van Halen played double bass drum on that, and I thought, well, what more can you possibly do with a double bass drum? And I noticed that a lot of guys that play double bass drum, they get to a point where they depend on that double bass drum to get all of a sudden fancy. They don't, they, they fall out of the music and get into this like crazy rumble. You know, it's more of a rumble that they do. You know? Just, just as, a, as a fan, when I sometimes see a guy like Alex Van Halen, he'll have four bass drums. What is that all about? Yeah, well, he's got four feet. It, he, he lived by a nuclear power plant and he grew four feet. <laughs> How about you guys? Favorite uh, performance or favorite recording? It was, it was uh, the, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Um, a few years ago with Stevie Wonder, and it was it was uh, Paul McCartney was on the show, Elton John was on the show, yeah. uh, Grace Jones, um, a lot of a lot of artists was on the show, but uh, particularly with Stevie Wonder, I, I don't think I've ever seen that many people before in my life. It it, it just seemed like it just kept going. Uh, was, I think it was over two hundred fifty thousand people there, and then the whole world was watching as well. So that was a lot of pressure. Especially when Stevie Wonder changes the song in the middle of a live broadcast, and wow. we just gotta roll with it. You know that that was probably the most 
they were both. What, what, what was, was the jump? Like what he jumped from? Well, we were supposed to do um, Sunshine of My Life, which we we did, and then we were supposed to go straight to Superstition. And guess who starts off Superstition? Yeah. It's the drummer. And so I start. Uh, he said, "Hold on, wait, wait. It's the Queen's birthday, so we're gonna sing Happy Birthday to her." And then he starts playing Happy Birthday, and we play Happy Birthday for a couple of rounds. And then he said, now. And then we start Superstition. So it was kind of embarrassing, but cool at the same time. Right. But um, definitely the most memorable, for sure. And that's, that's when you know you're a hired gun, because he's not going to look at Stevie Wonder and go, no, I'm doing Superstition now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. Russell, favorite performance out there on the road? Or, or it's, Well, it's funny. Lip was talking about Goodnight Saigon, and that started out on the road. Billy would try out little bits, and we were in Germany, and he played a portion of that song kind of as a Nazi song. Like he was going, he's, he's goose stepping across the stage, and we had the world in the palm of our hands. So to me, it was like there was a little bit, but you know, he would use funny lyrics or whatever to work out some of the music. So he goes, he, he comes in, and, and Billy, I, don't, I can think this was maybe the only time he ever really told me what to play was for Saigon, and he says, I want to paint a picture. He goes, this is, uh, remember the Nazi song? <laughs> That's what we're doing, but I have, I have lyrics to it. And he says, I want you to picture that you're sitting on the barracks, you know, and, and all the soldiers are around you, and maybe your guitar's a little out of tune, but the story's gonna unfold. So you're sitting there at the edge of your cot, and, and, and you know, he was trying to paint a little word picture for me. And, you know, and they put me in a separate room. I didn't make my guitar out of tune, but, but I got the idea. And the song unfolds, and I'm reading the lyrics, uh, I'm hearing the lyrics as we go, and I kind of got lost in the song because it turned out to be such a powerful lyric and such a powerful track. Um, so that, that's the one that really sticks out to me. And there was a point where I got a little lost. I was really getting into the lyric and listening to it. And there's a part where it resolves and goes bling, bling. And I, and I got lost for a second, you know, and I, and I caught myself. And then Billy tells me, he goes, yeah, I like that little, you know, that little uh, thing that you put in the end there. Okay, it was a mistake, but, but that one stands out. It was, you know, for a lot of reasons, it was, uh, that was such a powerful time that he was recreating and, and boy, that one was very powerful. My favorite song of his uh, remains Allentown, that, what you could call, I guess, the Lennon album, Nylon Curtain of sorts, yeah, right? It was the tip of the hat to the Beatles, yeah. that, that song, that record. Yeah. And all the songs had, had meaning, pretty much. As a matter of fact, Phil Ramone got uh, Julian Lennon heard Nylon Curtain and hired Phil Ramone, who produced Nylon Curtain, to produce his first album because it sounded so much like the Beatles. Nice. Yeah. This is from a, from a Lennon. Yeah, this, <laughs> it's, it's, there's a part. There's a part in the song Laura when the instrumental break comes in the middle that I close my eyes and I, I have to think: Is that the Beatles or is that us? It like we really nailed it. Yeah, I love that again. That's my favorite album. My favorite song is on it, Allentown. I think Phil said that was his favorite album that he was. Too. Yeah, I love that album. Yeah. Uh, two more quick things. Do you have a, a someone who inspired you? who you think didn't get enough praise in their career, more people should know, blank, this person who's... Uh, definitely, well, there's so many artists that I love, but I'm such a huge Randy Newman fan that um, 
just the voicings of his chords and the sarcasm and, and he's just so brilliant and so amazing that so he's one of my favorite artists and we did a, a farm aid the first farm aid and we actually got to play with randy newman and he was just really a funny guy on top of it just you know he's one of my favorites you talk about um the Wrecking Crew. I was kind of disappointed when I found out that Hal Blaine was seven of my favorite drummers. You know, <laughs> and nobody knows that he yeah. played on all those records. You yeah. know, so that's what's great about this movie, The Hired Gun. It's like, hopefully, when we get recognition for what we did, people will go back and find out that like the Wrecking Crew played on all those records. You know, I mean, I think Hal had um, seven years in a row he was on the record of the year at the Grammy. He won a Grammy for the record of the year seven years in a row. Jeez. It's crazy. Um, a lot of influences I had, they were already being recognized. I mean, um, I can call a bunch of unsung heroes that affected me before I even hit the scene. Um, drummers uh, like Mike Newell, uh, George Johnson, which is my cousin. He, uh, we grew up playing together. Like he would set up his drum set, I would set up mine, and we would just play. You know, uh, drummers like Chris Dave and um, Joe Smith, uh, Calvin Napper. Uh, I mean, a lot of uh, church-based guys, but were influenced by a lot of the secular world. Because of my sheltered upbringing, I didn't know any of those drummers until I came of age, you know, and did my research and found out about John Bonham and Dave Weckl and Steve Gadd and Vinny Caliuta, which is my favorite um, out of all of them. Uh, but just musicians, period, um, that that are in our position, whether we see them in a light or or not, should be recognized for sure. Um, I'll just say this. Um, I played Coachella with Lady Gaga last month, and this has never happened to me before, but she, uh, she invited everyone to the front of the stage and made it uh, a point to appreciate us in front of the entire crowd and that's something that um, I probably will never ever forget because it's never been done. And we've I've, I've gone down the list of artists that I've played for, and it's never happened that way. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes that is enough for certain people. At that moment, that was that was plenty. You know, and that was gratifying at least for me in my career up until this point. To that someone would be so appreciative to what we do and what we bring to their thing. Now, we can't duplicate. I mean, a lot of these records are electronic and, and stuff, but, but what we do and try and emulate, but still bring our personality and character into it, and she really appreciated that. And that's that's I, what I feel is is a higher gun, is if, if you can just show the appreciation for the hard work that we've all put in, because I've never slept on the floor. I've never slept in rehearsal spaces. But some of these guys have, you know, and, and they and they should be recognized and they should be seen in a light that that allows that people to understand like the, these are the records that you've danced to. These are the records that you've driven down highways and listened to and, and stuff like that. These are the guys that have done that. You know, you've seen these guys on tour, you've seen, you know, on TV shows and this, that, whatever. But um, there's no one person, I think. Um, that shouldn't be seen in that light that do what we do at, at any level. Well, it's a shame I haven't heard of a lot of those drummers because that's the problem. And hopefully Hired Gun yeah. fixes that for yes. a lot of people who don't know. 
Steve Lukather, Ken Aronoff, etc. I mean, these are guys, I live in LA, so I can go, I've seen them in clubs, you know, but check out the film and learn about these people, and of course, it's rock and roll, so it's going to be great. Yeah. Let's go check out the film. Thanks. Thank you.